All right, we're back with another requested topic. Unfortunately, it's Brandon's favorite. I say that a lot. We were just talking about that in the yeah in the vlog, but then you were you want this to go out, so you messed up my whole guess what it says well, idea. Well, I don't care about that. <laughs> well, I this... thought for a minute, and then I said, cool story. Well, the reason why I don't care about all that is because it's fine. We worked it out. Remember, we said that we could do one the other day, and we can put two out tomorrow. And I'm sure people won't care. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Why would you? That'd be weird. I don't know. Anyway, so we're going to talk about, have a conversation about tithing and giving. Mm-hmm. Now, this topic should not be comfortable to any pastor, any teacher, any church elder. It shouldn't be comfortable, honestly, to anybody that they want to talk about it a lot. No, Brandon so, is not getting ready to ask you for money to buy a jet. I <laughs> so if that's what you were thinking. I'm not getting ready to ask anybody for money at all. So anyway but i but we are gonna have to go over the topic from you know obviously from a biblical perspective so everybody needs to whip out their bibles which most people want listen usually do so but we'll go over it from a biblical perspective you really threw me off with the jesse Duplantis comment <laughs> <laughs> this is oh oh okay yeah that's what i was saying i was saying teachers uh, wanting to talk it should never be comfortable so if you run across a person like you know Jesse Duplantis, Kenneth Copeland, the, you know, these prosperity preachers out there that they are so, they talk about, this is all they preach about. Yeah. The tithe. Mm-hmm. It will withhold the blessing, the tithe. Like, I've heard, I've literally heard Jesse Duplantis, like, narcissistically tell people to not pay their car payments and their house payments, like... Because, because you need to tithe. tithe. It's all about yeah. the tithe. And I almost broke another computer screen that day <laughs> listening to that one and, and looking at that because, oh, my gosh. Would you say that that's incorrect and not I biblical? I would say that that is completely incorrect and biblical. And anybody that has a comfort like that of talking about this topic, you need to just run away from right away. Because if anybody just gladly is like, yeah, let's talk about the tithe. Let's talk about tithing and and giving. So I guess the first, uh, and believe me, I have prayed over this topic. It has been just put on my plate. The Lord has just forced me into it. Um, It's been requested of us a couple different times. And I've just, it's another one that I've just cycled all the way back. And I said, you know what? Yep, I'm just going to lock that in the safe of never going to talk about Never going to talk about it again. I think nearly every podcast we have this week is like based off of the topic of like, nope, I'm yep. not talking yeah, about it. Yeah, yeah. And so the Lord goes, ha, ha, tricked you. Guess what? So here we are. Um, but this is very uncomfortable to me, it's very serious to me. Uh, I, I was reading Heidi some scripture before we started, and I was, I, there's basically 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 9 can sum up everything that needs to be said about this topic, I think, mm-hmm. period. But we'll go over and, and share a bunch of different scripture and talk about it. But 
the first point is is that tithing in a new testament sense is not biblical no at all what tithing is and where people get the idea from tithing from is old testament law mm-hmm. where the jews were required to tithe 10 percent, but it wasn't a it wasn't just an accepted flat rate 10 percent. it was 10 percent on everything that they so roughly it worked out to being about 25 percent of their income which they were they were to give back to god this was a commandment for the jews that they followed okay in that sense in in the new testament sense we know that christ came to fulfill the law okay he fulfilled any payments or any recompense to um that that we would have to give to god by dying and on the cross and shedding his blood he paid for that so the idea of these you know this tithing um a certain amount you know that was necessary that was a law the law of moses that was he paid that it looked quite That's literally the new covenant right. that we are now under right quite literally mm-hmm. um so in that sense it's not applicable even in the slightest way to the church at all but the bible itself in the new testament talks about giving and money and gives us clear specific instructions on what to do and it's it's honestly abc simple it's just people don't preach it like this because they have been so misled you know mostly because of the prosperity gospel but i know this turns away most people from christianity i know for me personally this was one of the huge issues that i had with the church that got me completely sour towards everything churchy Mm -hmm. was this the first church i've told i've talked about it in other podcasts but this for one of the first churches that heidi and i attended out here in north carolina um was this it was like this little mega church at the time it was a mega church wannabe yeah it was a mega church wannabe but yeah it was they had everything in place for the Mm -hmm all the way down to guitar hero on wednesday nights like it was they went to swag seminary for real um but they had this thing called a hallelujah box and literally every time that somebody would put money in it like they would stop whatever the pastor was saying even if he was preaching yeah to stop and say hallelujah that somebody gave money to the church and before every Sunday service, they would just sit there and talk about about the about this and the giving yeah. and the need. And I'm just like I, I was squirming. I could not. I think I only we only went. A I only went like a handful of times. Well, maybe and three. then the mega church that I was going to, which I liked the pastor. I mean, I liked a lot of things about it. But the times I would get you to remember, they'd spend like 20 minutes. In the beginning, oh yeah, mixing with their worship service, getting y'all emotional. And oh then yeah, get, yeah, yeah. They're selling you things. Yeah, and that's, that's what why they do. It with that's the, what the, the, the churches. You know, I think um, 
you know, I think my, actually I think my brother posted something about advertising. Yeah. Church advertising sucks. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Yeah, it churches says, shouldn't need to advertise. Church advertising market. sucks. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like it is, and it's it's been turned into a business. They know what they're doing. They're using emotion to provoke you yeah. to give and feel the. And churches shouldn't need uh, a marketing department. No, and an like, advertising this is, department. This is crazy. And it's, it's definitely one thing that turned me away from the church, period. And it's funny because we've had many women write in and say that their husbands are completely turned off by right. church. And it's Amen, brothers. You thing. should be. Yeah. You should be. If you go, wrong. if you have a church like that, leave. Honestly, it's not biblical. I mean, and they are, they are. But it's that same train of thought because if you're willing to compromise some biblical principles, what other, other biblical principles, principles are, are you willing you? to compromise? And, and There's always more. I'm willing, well. Here I go with my cliches, or not cliches, but with my um, Brandonisms. Brandonisms, I guess. But yeah, that's weird that I have to call it a Brandonism now, because now those aren't even just like little slip ups that I say. Mm-hmm. Now you they're do. just like little yeah. comments, I guess. But that, I guarantee you, their kingdom theology is way off. Yeah, here he goes with the kingdom. <laughs> I guys. see. Here he goes. Everything again. comes back to here your view on the kingdom. Yeah, because. If anybody has a contact, we can get in touch with Andy Woods. And so Brandon <laughs> can go and spend time at his church working alongside him. Like, uh, I don't know. I think, I think you would just like, like bubble hearts would come up out of your head they and you would. would just like fall over. They would. Because I, because I, 10 out of 10 I'm times. not disagreeing with you because you are right about this, but. I just have to listen this to the kingdom talk. This is a ten out of ten. It's you know, it's uh, every single time people go. I almost want to, almost want to answer <laughs> when people ask me. They're like, well, "How do you know about certain things?" I was like, "Just listen to their kingdom theology. You can tell if they're off or not. Mm-hmm. What are they doing? Are they saying anything about Christ's kingdom here on this earth? Are they talking about the return of Jesus Christ? Nope. Okay, then leave. Yeah. <laughs> Because But look at the honestly, apostles. What were the apostles talking about every single time? You can't read five lines without them referencing looking for Christ, right. the return of Christ. Right. You know it, what I mean? Right. So it's like if, if your it, church if isn't doing there, this, why are you there? And I'm not saying that you need to go to some crazy, you know, Jesus is coming back in 1988 church. But, you know, is if they're not preaching the second coming of Christ, there's something way, way off. Yeah. And and because like I said, that's, that's ten out of ten times. That's what we're told to be times. watching for right. and excited about and living for. And it's so popular because people get worried, like, oh, how do I know these teachers? Honestly, just listen to what they're preaching about. Are they talking? Are they referring to some sort of of you know ultimate bliss here on this earth? Like you'll ultimately reach your, your goals through Christ or he has blessings for you down the road and you're just going through these, you know, little, I mean, which some of them are true here and there. I don't want to, I don't want to sum that up into everything. It's interesting but just, though that this new kingdom theology is almost like very like it's, Buddhist and it's enlightenment. Well, it's very, very yeah, agey. very new agey mm-hmm. slash and it's, there's a, there's an element of prosperity gospel. There, oh, completely. But it's not, it doesn't have to do with, well, it's hidden monetary. Yeah. But the prosperity that is there that is, 
if you just push through, you know, and, and they'll, that's where their theology even sounds kind of right because they're talking about, you know, the Christian life, having to war through, you know, being a spiritual battle and all these things. But usually on the other side, you'll come out a stronger person with more abundance and you'll be blessed and you won't have any worries. Mm-hmm. And that's that's not where you want that's not what you want to hear at all that that's the first that's the first kind of you know not not saying that god won't provide blessing and peace and Mm -hmm. and even in some cases financial stability but lord knows i share our uh living by faith update every friday and sometimes he shows up yeah so i mean that's you know but that that's a that's just a quick easy way to tell um, if it's off, but and that goes with this tithing and giving thing, and like I said, so so if the where are we at? We're at the ten percent is is for the Jews, not for the Jews. This was not for us. Then what are we but, supposed to do? And listen, I realize that obviously there's there's different views on this. For some reason, we always attract the um, Torah observant crowd. Because we like think that we enjoy the Torah and we, you know, the the festivals and the um, and we do strongly believe that the church has overall tried to remove right, all things Jew removed, from right. Christianity, am, which is nonsense. You'll find that like re- I did a podcast while well, replacement theology is completely from Satan. Yes, and I, I came out and said that, and I do not believe in that at all. I didn't know, and the church has done a replacement theology is is replacing the knowledge part of that is replacing the knowledge of these festivals these things and what how christ fulfilled them and in some cases how christ will perfectly fulfill them at the in the end of time which is what we're looking forward to and excited about this age so that yeah which is exactly what we're we're excited about so i don't want to um you know i understand that there's people that still that hold to that they still follow the Old Testament tithing laws as well as then sure. with the New Testament and I you know fine that's not this is from my my view on it my saying and then um, obviously that we started this ministry now this goes along with not wanting to talk about this topic because I never wanted it to be um, a topic that I had to address ever. Because I never wanted to chart. As soon as I received, you know, as soon as I found out the seriousness of the gospel, and, you know, as soon as I truly found Christ, I, um, I was like, no, there's no way. You should never ever charge anybody for this. I don't want to make a living. That's my number one reason why I didn't ever want to become a pastor. Honestly, that is, is because I never wanted to have a job and get paid for this yeah like i would i could pay check from my my own personal um can you know conviction on that is i could never get a paycheck from a church yeah. ever i could never do this for money this could never be a job in that way to me well and that's why when we started with just sharing like the homeschool plans and things like that everything that we have done is to be free of charge everything that we have to give minus the magazine on amazon because they won't let me do it for free so i do it as cheap as they will let me do it for right. but you can get it other places for free but our whole point was the only things that there's any cost for that's what we had to 
car, you right. know, charge for. But our whole point was for everything that we do to be completely free sure. of service. There is no charge. And the point I think I want to make before you go into what are we supposed to do with our money is the reminder here. And it goes back to, yes, the Old Testament law was these exact amounts that had to be given. And Jesus addressed this as, with money. Yeah, as he and, did with and many very other directly things, too. Is the law was given for things to be done because God knew what our sinful hard hearts end up doing. And so Jesus, time and time again, when he is discussing these things with the religious mm-hmm. of his day, the whole point he's trying to make and the whole point of the new covenant is not to give you a checklist of things that you have to just make sure you hit the mark. It's your heart. It's where is your heart? And that was what Jesus was saying. Hey, you guys are sitting here. You're making sure you're tithing every exact leaf, you know, that comes out of your garden. But your hearts are rotten and corrupt and greedy and sinful. You know what I mean? And so that's going into this is, yes, there was the Old Testament law of the 10%. And that's where I think most people today, you get this idea of, well, I make sure to drop off my check, my 10% to the penny once a month. I'm good. I checked off the box. Right. Well, is that really what it's about? Nope. That's the point we're trying to make Right. And that's what, that's the point that, um that jesus makes in the gospels too mm-hmm. um with the widow that mm-hmm. gave they gave out of their wealth she gave out of her heart yep and it's it's completely different and also we'll talk about too how um just giving and and doing this thing doesn't necessarily have to be monetary nope either so um i'm gonna go ahead and as always we use got questions for a lot of things and we'll link because they do another incredible job an incredible resource on these topics i'm going to take one of their little excerpts here and read it because it just kind of sets a little bit of a tone because it says the bible both in the bible both old and new testaments has a lot to say about giving so pastors should not avoid the topic of giving and tithing But the pressure put on pastors to encourage giving has resulted in many abuses and misinterpretations of what the Bible says about tithing. Some churches have walls that annually picture the previous year's top givers. I would stink in take a whip in there and freaking knock those things down, man. So you know how I started reading George Muller's autobiographies and stuff? That was, and that was a huge point for him when he got into his church and he found out that the front pews were for the people who gave the most. And then, so that's how you could tell who gave the most money and where you fell on the amount of giving. And so he flipped the script and was like, nope, that's gone. Anybody, I don't care how much you give, if you give, not my problem. Anybody can sit anywhere. And he lost a ton of attendance in his church when he started that. And that was back, I mean, hundreds of years ago. But anyway, it's just funny you bring that part up because... Yeah, same thing. He was like, yep, nope. <laughs> I mean, I, I... Oh, man, I would go in there. I would I would rip those. Whip. <laughs> yeah, I would get her. That would be Torn one of my arresting paper. times because I would take those pictures and just smash them. With the... Oh, my gosh. Anyway, uh, some churches require members to provide the church with a copy of tax returns so the church can verify 10% giving was achieved. Are you serious? I guess so. Some preachers emphasize tithing to the extent that it becomes a legalistic requirement for salvation. Yep. Some pastors are quick to pronounce any financial difficulties as evidence of a lack of tithing. (laughs) (sighs) Oh. 
I, I'm telling you, dude, I do not want, I, I cannot imagine being these people on Judgment Day. No. You have no idea who you're messing with. Nope. You are messing with a, oh my God. Go, go read books like any Old Testament prophet, Hosea, Ezekiel, like you don't want to mess with this dude. Yeah, God's pretty for real. And I'm, I Just don't mean it. to call him a dude. I don't like mean that disrespectfully, but you don't want to mess with him. You forget we're from Southern California. Yeah, you don't <laughs> want to mess with him. And that is especially doing that. Oh, my gosh. I'm frightened for you. You understand that even after you die, you get resurrected again, no matter whether you're a Christian or not. You still get resurrected. It's just your destination after that mm -hmm. is a little different. And that's what, this is real. This is real. This is, I mean, these, these guys will pay for this, for leading heresies like that. Because that is ridiculous. Because the topic of giving is so important. It, it really is. We, we, but it has nothing to do with things like that. So I guess... To, I guess that answers the question as far as do we believe in tithing? Absolutely not. Uh, that That is nothing that I will ever push. It's not biblical for us in the new covenant. Um, but what is, and we are instructed to do, is we have new instructions in the church. You know, like that's what the, the epistle, this is another thing that the Bible is so ABC simple that we don't, we don't, let it speak for itself in these ways and i understand sometimes people can't you know need need to know where to go but sure. if you realize that these you know the new testament the the epistles they're letters to to the churches to believers and this is where we get a lot of our our day -day. ideas and day-to-day -day stuff on how this stuff works and this is something that we talk about in the epistles i mean over and over and there's there's instructions here that we'll read on how this how all should work yeah so the church i mean you can see once we read these things how completely twisted and and how the enemy has got in and infiltrated the church and made it look foolish in so many different ways and made it people you know it's pushed people away it's done so many horrible things um but then when you read this stuff you're like well how did it get here it's so clear um you know, and we, we obviously have plenty of Old Testament verses, too, that speak of giving. Oh, yeah. And that's and what importance. you were, that was what the point was, is the point for this tithing in the Old Testament wasn't just to tithe everything out of your income. Yeah, part of it was to support the priests so that way they could be exactly. focused on the temple duties. They obviously weren't out working the fields and doing things, but they need to eat. So, I mean, I'll just read off a couple um Verses for reference for people that, that reference giving. Uh, it's Second Corinthians 9-7. Each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. Heart issues. It's always a heart, heart issue. issue. Now, does that sound like you need to give 10% of your income to somebody, otherwise you won't get blessed? 
And this may be this may be new to somebody. Sure. And I hope it is. And I hope that if you're hearing this, you're we like, grew up under the belief sure. that you had to sure. tie the it's, certain amount. Sure. You passed the plate and did the thing at church. Yeah. No, it's not. And if you ask why that's why that not is that we don't have to tie because of the blood of Christ. That's why. But we have to give and we have to love and we have to but the do the work about that your he heart did, right? and not just checking Correct. off the number in a box. Correct. So that's how we know. So that was um, 2 Corinthians 9, 7. Then we have uh, 2 Corinthians 8, 12. For if the readiness is there, it is acceptable according to what a person has, not according to what he does not have. So if the readiness is there, it is acceptable according to what he has, what you have. Give what you have, what you can. Mm -hmm. Not according to what you don't. Don't if you don't have it, you're not. It's it's give what you have, just like the woman at the yeah. at the I'm at sorry. the will. <laughs> it's, I don't know why I got Brandon on that. No, but I mean, look at it. I mean, I would much rather you look at somebody like, you know, somebody came up to us. I mean, we've had somebody give us ten dollars before, five dollars before. You know what I mean? And it was like, hey, I have nothing but just this meant so much to me. Thank you so much. I mean, th there's so much gratitude and joy and love in that. I mean, it just is overwhelming. Yeah. And I'll talk about that too. Cause that's part of, but the... then you look at someone when you see these like millionaires and stuff and stuff, you know, or like Trump, when he said he wasn't going to take a salary, it's like you have millions of dollars, like billions. that literally, sorry, billions of dollars. Like that literally doesn't affect you. Like you don't even notice that money mm -hmm. missing. The thing with giving, like you look at somebody who, when they gave that, they felt it. It meant something. It true, like it really means something and comes from somewhere. And then you have someone else. Well, well I gave my ten percent. Did you even miss it? Did you even notice it was right. gone? Like, <laughs> you make six figures a year. Like you, yeah. you didn't even care. Anyways. Yeah. Um. Um. Again, Second Corinthians nine eleven. You will be rich in every way to be generous in every way, mm -hmm. which through us will produce thanksgiving to God. Um. See, obviously, again, we have Jesus speaking in the Gospels in Luke six thirty. Give to everyone who begs from you, and from one who takes away your goods, do not demand them back. Um, that's the opposite of everything. Where thus, when you give to the needy, sound no trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may be praised by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. That's Matthew six two. That goes back to that. It's that church that we first went to when we moved out here mm -hmm. with the hallelujah box. Yep. It's like, don't sound any trumpet. How did you miss that verse? Yeah. Um, but you 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 give out of your heart. Mm -hmm. That That's what that, that verse is all about. You don't go, yeah, that's not from the heart. If you're, you're looking for self, you know, you're looking for the idol of self here. You want self-praise, the praise of man, not of God. Well, that's why you love Matthew 19.21. You know, if mm -hmm. you want to be perfect, go sell all your mm -hmm. possessions and give to the poor. Then you'll have treasure in heaven. Come follow me. Mm -hmm. Well, well. But... Yeah, and then Paul says in First Corinthians thirteen thirteen, he's like, even if I gave all that I have, but I didn't love, mm -hmm. I would have gained nothing. Um, so you can, you can give everything that you have, but if your heart's not there, you don't have anything. Yeah. All heart issues. Um. Let's see what else. Of course, when, you know, we, uh, Jesus and Max, you six, three through four, when you give to the needy, do not know 
do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that you're giving maybe in secret and your father who sees in secret will reward you so i mean there's plenty of verses about giving and, and those are just like little one little quick ones uh, on uh, on the on the believer aspect on the believer side of it but more now switching towards more kind of the serious side of it and the stuff that I don't want to talk about. I think you're just stalling over here. Okay, so we know that, no, the 10%, these exact numbers and stuff, that was given to the Jews in the Old Testament to give to the temple and all of those things there. Jesus addressed that and how they, it was a heart issue. It came down to the heart, you know, not just sitting there and and straining out, you know, the, the last little bit so that way you can check off your box. And we see now, you know, like you just shared a a handful of scriptures, which again, if you go to the concordance of your Bible and look up giving, there's oodles of them. So we know that God wants us to give with a grateful heart. He speaks very positively about giving and the heart of the matter and being a generous person. So what does that mean? Who do you give to? How does this work? If we're not required to just tithe X amount every month what do we do what do we do do? how does that work and here's the uncomfortable part (laughs) because this is the part that yeah you're right i'm stalling you are well and this is the point that only okay so let me just share then this you brandon like he said the money thing has always bothered him with churches specifically gave him a very very bad taste i remember in the beginning of seminary one of his classes was because he didn't start seminary to be a pastor per se he just wanted to learn which he's shared about multiple times but one of his first classes was about money and making money and how much to expect and stuff like that the ethics of it and whatever and i remember you just getting so frustrated right off the bat and you're like why are you going into this to make money you don't go become a pastor to make money but unfortunately that's not the case anymore today for many not everyone we're not saying everyone but for many that's not what it is And i'm not shaming any pastor that does receive a paycheck either no 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 no. you just for you for me i I am not comfortable so when it was time to move on find a base for ordination, do all these other things. You're like, but I don't want <laughs> to go get a job and be on a payroll. Like uh, to you, that just doesn't sit right. And so, um, but this topic of it for you, and when you started seminary, you did so when we were on our seasonal break from our business. But then when God really flipped our family upside down and really we felt him calling us, no, you're doing this full time now. This is what mm-hmm. you're doing. And we're like, well, but this doesn't make money. And we just felt God telling us, it, who cares? It's okay. I've got right. you. Do this. And we're like, okay. Well, money still has to come from somewhere, right? Because right. like, I can't go show up to the electric company and be like, hey, want to do a Bible study with me instead of me paying my bill? Like, you know what I mean? Like, you, you go to that. Like, right. there's, there's realities that have to happen. And for you, this topic is very uncomfortable. It is not one that you talk on that you you know you just you for you you very much shun that away and so whenever people ask and this comes up you are just very uncomfortable "Ah." to me and here's the thing is it's extremely crystal 100 percent clear it really is. and there's no debate about what it says what it means and what we are to do 
but it is so uncomfortable from a teacher's perspective or or a pastoral perspective. Well, because you're on the receiving end of this, and that so right. that makes and, it and very. So it makes it very uncomfortable for us to talk about it. Um, and I think a being a man, I think that makes a big difference about that too. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because you're I the man, does, you're yeah. the provider, you do this, you know, and then to be on this end now in this position, it's just very And so a dear sister in our church sent me a podcast to listen to uh, regarding this topic. Which was fantastic. Which we love. It was J.D. Farag. Mm-hmm. Again, who we love. Know, who we love. And, and I have Is it a podcast or just a sermon? That no, was a podcast. He has a podcast? Well, it was podcast? a sermon podcast. That's okay. what it is, is he does sermons and then they put them out as a podcast. Okay. Because um, they're different from his, his, uh, uh, his collage. You know, he's in a different book. Okay. Now. I'm pretty sure that's how it works. Okay. I don't know. Anyway, she sent me... Um, this this message that he did on it and it was straight out of my mouth i mean it, it, really, it really was, was we'll link it down yeah, we'll in this it. because yeah it, it was because really he was he was going over the same exact things and saying the same things that i should and he goes when you played it for me i was like i've literally had this exact conversation with you multiple times yeah and it, it, it and that's what he was saying too he goes this is a very uncomfortable topic but it is crystal clear unfortunately and um it, like I said at the beginning, it's not something that any pastor should be completely comfortable with talking about. And if you're listening to somebody that just, you know, this just is the first thing that comes out of their mouth and they say it like with no shame, that's a false flag right there. So and many have been deceived from that very thing. But it's it's and it's kind of easy for them to make a case doing that in the New Testament. And believe me, I think everybody that knows me knows that that is not, you know, at all. I'm not preachers and sneakers over here rocking the Gucci. I got to, I like, I died to that self. Yeah. That, I would have never used anybody else's money to get that stuff, but. But you used your money to get that stuff. I used stuff my money to get that yeah. stuff. But that, so. And that lots is, of it. But that is definitely not me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, but there, there's a, there's a way of it that these teachers have twisted it to make them about them mm-hmm. so hopefully we clarified everything in the beginning of that to where i can make my point on this that this is definitely not i am not twisting so this. like 80 percent of this podcast is you just like overly clarifying yep. yourself before you talk on well, like the five okay, minutes but of... <laughs> like i said it should never be comfortable to anybody it's not you guys this he is like never, squirming in this his should seat never flow, this should never flow well for anybody so okay i'll just finally get over myself read the I scripture think, sir i think paul the the passage here in first corinthians 9 i'm gonna read 2 through 8 or yeah first corinthians 9 2 through 18 but I'm going to pull it up on something else, guys. Do I need to pause this? Yeah. In context here, Paul is writing to the church in Corinth, explaining this very thing to them, how this all should work. Because that's what these epistles are, these letters are. They're the beginning building blocks of the church, the very beginning of it, where it started. Like, okay, we're so here now. What do like, we do? like, all right, now we've got this thing going on. What do we do? How do we do it? Yeah. Because this was very different to everybody at the time it completely was new to the jews 
It was new to the Greeks. It was new well, to... Well, because the... if we were just supposed to do what the Jews were told to do in the Old Testament, then he would have just said, hey, refer back to the scriptures. It tells you right. everything you need to do. Just keep following right. the laws the of Greeks what to and do. The Romans followed false gods, and they had very complex... They had a god for everything. Oh, yeah. And it was very, it was very complex the way that it worked. So this was very, very new to everybody, and nobody knew what the heck how to do anything so because everything else was a system right and this was your heart right this is your heart so this is why um this makes it very comparable to you today if people have these questions about this thing like well what do we do about it what yeah. I, I don't know you're I'm saying confused. i don't have to do that but then what do yeah. i do so very it's understandable the same, it's the same thing so in context paul is explaining it here he's had some people um you know say some things against it or they have questions about it so here we go starting in verse 2 if to others i am not an apostle at least i am to you for you are the seal of my apostleship in the lord this is my defense to those who would examine me do we not have the right to eat and drink do we not have the right to take along a believing wife as do the other apostles and the brother of the lord and cephas or is it only Barnabas and I who have no right to refrain from working for a living? Who serves as a soldier at his own expense? Who plants a vineyard without eating any of its fruit? Or who tends a flock without getting some of the milk? So Paul makes it quite obvious here what he's talking about, right? Who tends to a flock without getting some of the milk? Who plants the vineyard without getting some of the fruit that it produces who serves as a soldier for free right who who, who does that like and i'll pay saying, my own way guys don't worry yeah yeah that that's funny because you know that most people who join the military join it when they're younger and they have absolutely zero dollars that's the reason why they join the military just for the sign up bonus and we come from the one of the largest marine the largest marine bit. yeah exactly but it's funny to think about it in that right though could you imagine going and signing up to be a soldier and being like oh like i'll pay my own airfare like i'll pay my own. like yeah can that you would just that? be insane yeah. like when we think of that in a Where's worldly perspective yeah yeah like hi hey guys no worries like i'll pay the power bill at the bunker you know what i mean like that just seems so crazy to even think about yeah, in right. those terms but yet when you apply it to this one line of work here yeah it's like totally different yeah it is. so what? and then he's going to back up his point here he's saying do i say these things on human authority he's asking am i just making this up and then he asked does the law does not the law say the same for it is written in the law of Moses, you shall not muzzle an ox when it treads out the grain. Is it for the oxen that God is concerned? Does he not certainly speak for our sake? It was written for our sake because the plowman should plow in hope and the thresher should thresh in hope of sharing the crop. If we have sown spiritual things among you, is it too much if we reap material things from you? If others share this rightful claim on you, do we not e do not we even more? Nevertheless, we have not made use of this right, but we are but we endure anything rather than put an obstacle in the way of the gospel of Christ. Do you not know that those who are employed in the temple service get their food from the temple, and those who serve at the altar share in the sacrificial offerings? In the same way, the Lord commanded that those who proclaim the gospel should get their living by the gospel. That 
could not be any more clear for that particular topic in the same way the Lord commanded that those who proclaim the gospel should get their living by the gospel and that's exactly the reason why I would never shame a pastor that did take a paycheck yeah because it's true you should there's a line to it where we have so many today that totally abuse that and go far off but there is nothing wrong with a pastor being paid by his congregation by his church by the work that he's doing of course not he should so let me go over this last little part here and then i'll kind of summarize this whole thing but verse starting back up in verse 15 but i have sorry but i have made no use of any of these rights nor am i writing these things to secure any such provision Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, I'll read that one more time because that's my favorite part. But I have, <laughs> I have made no use of any of these rights. This includes me too. I don't. I have made no use of any of these rights, nor am I writing these or having this podcast to secure any such provision. He added the podcast. I added. Part I, I, I I edited the podcast part in there. Paul didn't say that, but I did. Um. For I would rather die than have anyone deprive me of my ground for boasting. <laughs> for if I preach the gospel, that gives me no ground for boasting. For it, for necessity is laid upon me. Woe to me if I do not preach the gospel. For if I do this of my own will, I have a reward. But if not of my own will, I am entrusted with a stewardship. What then is my reward? that in my preaching I might present the gospel free of charge so as not to make full use of my right in the gospel. Thank you, Paul, for writing that because he said things that I couldn't have come up with to say for myself because that that is, I would, me personally, I would never, ever, ever be able to use the right of charging for it. Yeah taking a paycheck you know only showing up for a paycheck or doing yeah. that i that i couldn't i'll do bible I would study rather and y'all die. pay me yeah <laughs> yeah yeah let's do bible study you pay me for count and and you know like no and and we'll give you like the first like two minutes for free and then after that it'll be like 3.99 a bible study <laughs> nor do i want to ha- i hate the channels that push that forward mm-hmm that's like one of the first thing that they let everybody know that everything is made possible by people's patreon donations or these types of things like that and i'm not i'm not comfortable with that yeah and and that's why i wanted to summarize everything that we just read here because what paul is saying here though is he's saying that he would rather die right than than have his right for boasting the fact that he preaches for free and and gives us for free and he's he's saying like no i i i would never take payment for it ever because it's i i don't want to and it's necessity woe to me if i don't preach this this is necessity this has changed my life just like it did with paul i mean it completely flipped it he's like no i have a necessity to do this and i am owed nothing from anybody i'm certainly not owed anything from christ he's given me much more than i need i'm certainly not owed anything from the public so i will 
sit with my head down and and work for Christ because I owe it to him not because I want a paycheck or I need you know so but he's saying that he's a uh, he's saying though that you know yeah the gospel is something though that you should be able to make a living on mm -hmm. that if you're dedicated to doing this if this is something that you do 100 percent out of your day then yes you should be compensated for it because that's work and you should not muzzle an ox when it treads out the grain it's working and it's working for people it's working for souls so he's saying that but at the same time he's saying no i'm not going to take any money i'm not going to demand it i'm not going to take a paycheck yeah, i'm not here to say here's my paycheck I'm but i am going to be like hey guys so if you have gained anything from me and you know Hey, fill in your heart because again, it's a heart issue. Right, Paul's like, I need a new uh, pair of sandals here. So winter's hey. coming. A coat would be nice. <laughs> yeah, you know, winter's coming. A coat, guys. And he's like, he's not asking for anything, but he's also letting you know that he has a right to these things. Yes. So you, as a Christian, as a believer, need to know that you have a duty to do this to somebody who presents the gospel to somebody that because you're you're giving back to god in that mm -hmm. i'm not saying don't necessarily for our listeners don't necessarily give that to me i i do not need to be the model out of this you could do this could be your local church this could be your your past this could be somebody in your local body of belief that whoever that you have learned from that is given you that the Lord has spoken to you through, that has well, given God you the will gospel. Lay it on your heart. Right, God will you definitely lay it on your yeah. heart. But I want to make it clear that it's not. It doesn't need to be me. It doesn't need to be any. But you do have a duty to do that because you have somebody that's putting in time and effort for these things, mm -hmm. and this is all they do. Let me share a couple scriptures because I know it makes you uncomfortable Fair. in this. So let me share a couple. Again, because this is the thing that gets us with this whole tithing topic because it is so unbelievably Wait, where, clear. Wait, where were you going to go? Why? Did you I, have some more you wanted to? Yeah, I had like, I had a, I had oh, a couple. Oh, then you go more. ahead. Never mind. I just thought you were going to be uncomfortable and not. So No, I, I, I had a couple. I, no, I actually was going to bring up a couple thing in in First Timothy 2. <laughs> first one was first um, timothy 5 5 17 and 18 is what okay. i have yeah i'll knock yourself out all right yeah that's what i was gonna do in that too so so <laughs> we're thinking literally yeah, the same thing. again this is this is why i was gonna do it because so i knew you're gonna be weird all right but it's first timothy 5 mm -hmm. 17 and 18 yep. crystal clear though here let the elders who rule well be considered considered worthy of double honor especially those who labor in preaching and teaching for the scripture says, you must not muzzle an ox when it treads out the grain, and the laborer deserves his wages. That couldn't be any more. The, the elders who rule be considered worthy of double honor, especially of those who labor in preaching and teaching. This is, this is something that Paul instructed Timothy to teach to the, to the church. So 
that's where I have to swallow my pride and that's where it gets less uncomfortable because I go, dang it, this is one of those things that we were, this is part of it that we were entrusted with this to mm -hmm. teach and to, and to, but to not abuse and mishandle. Exactly. And they, this is where it gets so, this is where preachers and sneakers happens right here. Mm -hmm. This is where Gucci belts and, and thousand dollar pairs of shoes happen. It's like, their book deals. Come on. Oh, whatever. <laughs> whatever. I mean, th that's where they get it from. But it, there's also a reality to that. I can think of, you know, a hundred different people that I, if I had the provision, a hundred different of my elders that, that I would give to. Um, if I, There's plenty of people that I feel moved to give whatever I have to, you know, the same way. So... Yeah. it's it's instructed you know we are instructed to that and that's why this topic is so com uncomfortable because i'm having to say as a leader of a ministry now saying that well um so yeah and then when people ask so you when you you just read past that you go let the elders who rule well be considered worthy of double honor then you just especially those who labor in preaching and teaching you read that thing and they're like people ask questions to go so that can would that be you Yes, <laughs> I don't want to be, but yes, that 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 would be. Um, well, and this is where I find it funny how God works, because God has worked throughout our lives in very specific ways for the past nearly 20 years that we've been together. Mm -hmm. And I find it interesting that this is the thing that you've struggled with the most. Mm -hmm. And in our personal lives, which I share like practically all of um this is the thing that was so hard as I was really, our business was drying up. I was really being called, I felt to be at home and not be a part of this industry anymore and all of these different things. And then financially, where does that lead us? But yet you're having all of this like spiritual um, advancement, you know, and all these other types of things. And you're still like, well, I just have to keep working. I just have to keep doing this. And the next thing we know, you get hurt mm -hmm. last year. And you're now like rendered, I mean, like, I know it's so hard, but even the little work he was trying to do around the property, you guys, he's really hurt himself this past week and he is back to being in a chair, unable to really move. And so, okay, so like, if anybody wonders too, I know we talk about this a lot, but, and I know Heidi's probably gone over it some, but I have, I have degenerative disc in my neck, which will, it's, it's common for, um, you know uh some people that you know it's it's fairly common a lot of people get it but mine has moved up in my neck and i've already being how young i am i've already lost i have less than 50 percent mobility in all of my neck yeah and that's due to scar tissue and the and the degenerative disc disease itself so if you don't know what that is it's just basically where your vertebrae are just they're bone on bone and they grind against each other it's extremely painful and it really sucks uh, but you have good days and bad days and uh, there's days that it just doesn't really there's just kind of a light dull pain and I'm fine uh, then there's weeks like this past week where I did something to irritate it and it literally rendered me like, worthless yeah I, I, I can't it, it's embarrassing how bad it is like I have to ask the kids to get stuff from me at the like I can't, can't hold the baby I can't you I can't, can't bend I mean, over I can't do like really any any movement like with my arm where I'm like lifting you guys should arm. see the it's, get up we have to do so he can even sit here and podcast yeah <laughs> we genuinely <laughs> do so that's what that's what we always talk and 
Yeah, like Intel. But I find it interesting that this is something that flared up, right? But maybe call it some pride left in you that you're not going to just take handouts. I'm not just going to take, you know what I mean? Like you were so like Paul in that way of I'll work and earn my own and still do this. Like I'm not Mm -hmm. taking nothing from nobody type of a deal. And when you kept going to, well, I'll just work here and then we can do this on the weekends or do this and whatever. And it was like, honey, I think we need to dedicate all of our time to this. Like, I don't think this being a weekend project is enough. Like, I feel like God wants us to do this all the time. And then it was like reality sets in of, well, we can't do this all the time and support four stinking kids. Like, it just that those numbers don't work out. And me going and getting a job wasn't the answer, you know? I mean, how are we going to do this? And so you just kept having that, like, this will just have to be a weekend thing. We can't do this all the time or, you know, or whatever. And then next thing you know, you're literally disabled. Mm-hmm. Like you've always had problems with your neck and your shoulders and things like that here and there, but not to the level that has left you literally mid thirties and mm-hmm. chair bound. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Which <laughs> it's so, it sucks, you know, and it, it but I recently I've been in therapies trying to get, you know get it better and it has it's got me to the point where i can start doing things again because a year ago lightly and carefully lightly and carefully yes. I, I found my limit i definitely found my limit yeah and, and it's not as much as you thought it this was this past be. week was the first time that i felt good and so you started trying to time. do stuff again and i mean and it lasted a while and you i was were like, so you know excited i was too. and i was so it was so good and i was like you know what i'm feeling great i'm not hurting I'm, you know, it's just light. I can deal with it. And it lasted a while. And then just like a switch flipped. Yeah. And it was too much. And that's just, unfortunately, with what I have, that's what happens. And I can't control it. That's why it's really hard now holding down a normal job. Now it's got to the point where I'm like, good night. You know, I'm like, I, I couldn't hold down a regular job right now because it's, whether it's, you know, being one or two days out, you know, you, but you never know when it's going to happen. Well, some days you wake up and the vertigo is insane. Oh, and yeah. And then, move. yeah, another way. You sneeze, you look the wrong way, you do hurt, something yep. and you're laid out. Yep. And, it, so. and that's the way that it goes. So anyway, yeah, it could be trying to destroy a little pride with from me in that, I guess. That could, that could be some of it. Um, but I also don't want people to feel uncomfortable if they are moved this way because I want that was part of what our dear sister in Christ brought up and this is what's been brought up a few different times as far as this topic was um, asking about these things what how do you feel about tithing what do you what do you you know and I always kind of just answered it kind of just non-direct and you know but it's been it's been put like I've, it's like a microphone shoved in my face and now I can't politic my way out of this question. <laughs> and it's like, have you even read the report, Mr. Trump? Yes. If there, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. George Stephanopoulos is. <laughs> gosh, you guys, they, it's fantastic. Oh gosh. Just go watch YouTube on George Stephanopoulos is 30 hours with Trump. Yeah. That was the greatest piece. <laughs> the part three's on there now. Yeah. We have something to watch tonight. Oh, my gosh. That was probably the greatest piece of journalism I've ever seen in my life. Have you read the report? Have you read the report? (laughs) Yes, I have. It doesn't exist. (laughs) All right. Anyway, um, back to a serious... Microphone shoved in your face. I had to. 
See, you, you made you turned me away from it. That's all I could hear though in my uh, head when you were saying that. About all right, so now that I've got a microphone shoved in my face, yes. Um, if you feel moved to give to our ministry, many of you have. Yeah. And and you I, guys kill us every time. You have no idea. It, just want to no, you. you don't. And I, I mean, it makes us hit our knees in prayer every single time that it happens. Um. There is not yet been one time over any amount that I have not shed uh, t- tears. Literal for, tears. Literal yeah. tears. Not figurative. Literal tears. And I am so humbled. Even down to the smallest um, donation that we have had has been... I can't even believe it. I don't, you know... in. I don't know. Uh, Paul goes over it again in Philippians, and we'll read that here next. And that's probably we're going to end the topic um, on it. But he gives kind of a a reasoning for that, for I think the the pastoral side of it. When that happens, it's it is a selfish. It's almost a selfish thing because you're like, you have no idea how much we pray for everybody, but then whenever somebody gives, you know, it's just such a selfish or a selfless thing mm-hmm. and you just pray for the just that everything would come back to that person a hundred times over yep and that god would bless them and you you actually bless that act you know of and you you give us the opportunity to say look what they did look mm-hmm. what they, lord you must bl- you must bless them according to your word now you must bless them because look what they gave out of their hearts and look what they did out of their hearts for you look at this act of service look the way that you use this because we're not peddling asking for anything specific we're asking god for our needs every single day and then when we're down to the last drop one of you hey i just was thinking of you guys thank you for you said it has happened every single time yeah every single time it has been nothing short than God and every single time that that happens we pray that he will provide for you and you know what I think I think he has because the spiritual changes the messages that we've get we've seen that I think lives have been you know I, I think they have been changed and they have and I think they're they're definitely going in that direction um so it, it's it's beautiful to see the blessing in return from that and you know know that so yes if if you're you are required to take care of those inside the body of the church that are teaching you and that are teaching you mm-hmm. yes and there should be no we should be cheerful givers and if we have wealth we should give and spread the wealth mm-hmm. inside of the church to our fellow believers yes, to that our are struggling and hurting yeah um my my dream for our ministry eventually what i want to get to is i want to have an open account of full of money that anybody that has any need can be can come and fill out just fill out a quick little form just how much you need what it's for whatever and then no questions asked yeah and it's fine and and you don't need to worry about how many times you're coming in and doing it it's there for need. It's so that no anybody in our the church, church is family is in need. And that is one honestly one of my my goals. I would love to have that. Yep. Just just an open account where anybody could come and get 
whatever they needed. And we're praying over it big time, you guys. I asked for prayer online, but we are praying over some stuff right now. We are looking mm-hmm. at what is the best way that our family needs to move that we can serve you all the best right. and to the fullest and move towards this goal of being able to literally serve and provide and take care of everyone within the body that God will put in front of us. And so we ask for your guys' prayer for that because that's what we our whole family wants to do. How do we serve you guys the best? What can we do for you that truly makes a difference and truly makes an impact and truly yeah, takes care of Yeah, we've got like need. this like traveling circus kind of idea mm-hmm. that we would love to do. Um, we don't know if it works out, but we understand that a lot of... Trying to find the tent, the big tent. Yeah, but we understand, elephants. you know, we talk about going and, and seeing everybody, you know, road trips all the time. We're like, well, why don't we just try to kind of make that idea, just make that a prayer for a crazy reality and, and you know, to the people that can't get out, mm-hmm. to the people that, why not just have a traveling ministry like Paul? Like he would go to the different yep. places and visit We're the praying different, pretty different big right now for a motorhome... Yeah. To show up out of the so, sky and be so able to provide. We'll see what happens. That's that's a crazy far off dream. We'll see what happens. Mobile um, ministry. Yeah, just like you know, just like in the old church. Grant, we're yep. not how Paul traveled all around Greece. Yep. What was Turkey, Greece, Israel? Well, we can't drive to Italy, those places, but we'll travel around Spain. here. Yeah. <laughs> We, we can't go over there, but that's like what he did, though, is when he, he met and went in, in the fellow believers in, yeah. in, in every little place. Go around, encourage, and teach, and serve. In every place that he planted a church and everyone that he did. So, yeah, that's definitely a dream of 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 ours. But, Lord willing. Um, I'll, Philippians? So, yeah, I'll read in Philippians. But, yes, if, if you are moved, if the Lord is putting it on your heart, if you're curious, yes it's available um i don't not encourage it but i don't also say like yeah go do it that's not what i'm saying it's at what, all we don't it, want anybody saying, to give to our about, ministry right, because they right, feel like they have right. to or you something pray like that. and it doesn't have to be to us if you've got other ministries oh, yeah. in your in your um you know, give it to them. You pray about it. God will yeah, move you it. where God he will, wants God you to God will tell move. you yeah. where to put it. You don't listen to any man. Yeah. Don't listen to any man. You pray about it. And it's whatever. fellow believer that you know is struggling is. in a need. Sure. Give to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. That could be your tithe. That could be your giving. Yep. If you can only do, you know, a certain act of giving every once a month and you want a monetary gift. You know, um, and you can only do that once a month. And you see a brother or sister that's in need that needs their their rent paid or their their car paint or, or their hot or their electric food or, or the or, food yeah. or whatever else it is. And you have that, and you say, okay, then yes, that is your that is a service. We're always we're always ready to do that. But if you like to set aside a certain amount of money, which mm-hmm. it it's clear in scripture that. We're not obligated to, but we should. Yeah. In the New Testament, even here, yes. we should set away monetary provisions for and give them. Well, because you know, on a we should fairly be, consistent basis, because I guess. we should be helping brothers and sisters in Christ who are in need. But if you need to, we all need to be taught the word, right? So if you have a teacher, you should be able to help and provide reliable resource to your teacher so that your teacher can continue to work and provide and do this. I never realized how much, even when we're like, oh, we're going to do ministry full time. 
when we were doing a hundred weddings a year, which was just chaos. You guys have no idea. We were making awesome money, but it was just chaos. I feel like we work harder now than we did then. I know. I I had no idea when we said we were going to do ministry full time, like literally how much work it was going to be. But it's the most like rewarding yeah, work. It is. Like it's fun. It, the the to see this, I mean the stuff is heavy stuff and sometimes I mean to deal to to just I don't know, in, in time to share burdens with people, it's heavy and it's hard and it just drains you. It really does. But it is the most rewarding thing I think we could ever do. I but, mean, I wake up every day stoked to do this. Like, I cannot wait. And then it doesn't need to be necessarily monetary either. Mm-hmm. If you don't have money to give, sure. you have time. You, you have, have. You can be praying you can for prayer. your teachers. You oh have, my gosh, that's You huge. have, you know, if if you bake, if you're a baker, bake. If you, yeah. you know, whatever it is, there's all kinds of things that you can give, mm-hmm. even if it's a word of encouragement that you oh, normally yeah. wouldn't give to somebody. Yeah. You know, you could go out there and be. I know that I've had people just send in emails that have been a blessing. Oh, like you have yeah. no idea how much you the gave to me. The provision that that yeah, was, you have no yeah. idea how much that provision mm-hmm. gave to us and our family. You know, it it has nothing to do with you know um, a monetary uh, necessity. There's no more to life than money. Because it's funny, because there is no set structure on how to do nope. this. In the, there's no instructions. On Send us a check right set, now. Right. <laughs> there's there's none of that in the New Testament. Absolutely none. It's but we can see. So let me go ahead and end this on Philippians. You've it's Philippians for an four. Hour. Really? Yeah. That's surprising on I this know. topic. I know. Most All of it's probably you dragging your feet. It was. All right. So Philippians four, starting in verse ten. And this is, in context, Paul writing to the church in Philippi about, Philippians is a beautiful letter. You know, out of all of Paul's other letters that he's kind of scathing and angry and, you know, (laughs) and Philippians is a great, um, a a great balance Mm -hmm. to that because he's much more. Uh, you know, joyful and yeah. he's a little bit lovier and <laughs> it's not all know. disciplinary. Yeah, Paul. it's not all angry Jew anymore. Now it's we're a little bit softer and in the Philippians, um, definitely offered financial support to Paul and contributed to his work in Macedonia and when he was in Thessalonica. So they both, um, he definitely, um, is 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 writing them to to thank them and also to remind them that that his acceptance of their financial gifts is ultimately for your benefit Mm -hmm. because the fruit that increases to your credit as he says here as we'll read that's basically a profit profit that occurs to your account and god sees this sacrifice from you and is pleased so this is where, and you can see how that gets hairy for for these prosperity preachers or somebody right there, you know, that, that where Paul's saying these things, right? Whoa, Cause, whoa, whoa. Cause Don't we be could telling go, them that. We could go one direction or another mm-hmm. with this. But starting in verse 10, I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at length you have revived your concern for me. You were indeed concerned for me, but you had no opportunity. 
Not that I'm speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I'm, I am to be content. Amen. Amen. I know how to be brought low, and I know how to abound in every circumstance. I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. That verse has a very different context. Meaning when you put it in context. Then we, well, it has a very different context than what we use it in. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I, was, I mean. I can do all things through him who strains me. Yeah. Like you can be facing like you can hunger go, in need. You can be hunger and in need. And you yeah. just always have to either read up a few verses or read down a few, yeah. a few verses whenever you see a statement like that. And mm -hmm. it usually kind of clarifies that. Uh, 14. 14. Yeah, it was kind of you to share in my trouble. So the Philippians shared in his trouble, understood his struggles, understood what he was going through and provided his needs, his his, needs yeah. and took care of his needs. So this is what the Philippian Christians meant. He was a, he was a teacher to them, and, and they respected Paul dearly. All right, I'm getting going. 15. I'm over an hour already. I need to stop talking. Huh? All right, so 15. <laughs> and you Philippians yourselves know that in the beginning of the gospel, when I left for Macedonia, no church entered into partnership with me in giving and receiving except you only. See? It's uncomfortable for a lot of people. <laughs> like, ah, I guess we should. Even in Thessalonica, you sent me help for my needs once and again. Not that I seek the gift. But I seek the fruit that increases to your credit. I do. I want to. I hear so many of your stories and the emails and the message and all of these things and the conversations that we've had. And oh my God, I want you to be blessed. Believe me, I, I pray. I, I'm doing my best to make my prayers be that I, I ask for everybody's provisions and needs to be met way before anything of mine ever gets in ever gets me. oh thus our desire now only being that we could have a way to travel around and get to see all of you serve and people. serve correct. you and have fellowship with you correct and here we go i have received full payment and more i am well supplied having received from epaphroditus the gifts you sent a fragrant offering a sacrifice acceptable and pleasing to god and my God will supply perfume and, and spices and stuff. That that was really expensive back then. So, I mean, a gift of a fragrant. This would have been. Well, look at. We talk about the uh, the jar of perfume that was mm -hmm. they, she poured on Jesus', Jesus feet. feet. Yeah, how much that was worth. And Judas was like, uh, dude, you totally could have sold that for well, like a lot of money. Well, let's look. When I shared, when I hurt my arm and one of you bought us good quality high quality essential oh oils gosh. and you don't understand that healing. i use that every no, single and day I've, i think her like at least 30 times i think she was finally like oh my gosh will you please stop this is getting too much but not only did it help in the healing of my arm which is just giving me slight trouble now but with brandon hurting himself we had nothing else and we've been using that and that's been like the only thing you know that's been giving the him only some thing kind of that has been helping yeah. yeah it was great so again stuff. for those oils and stuff i mean that just lifesaver yeah, I mean, it could be anything. It could be, um, you know, like I said, not only monetarily said, it could be medicinally. Mm -hmm. You bought somebody medicine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's, a, that's totally sharing in their suffering. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it doesn't need to be 
you know, not necessarily need to give, you know, a certain percent of your, your paycheck to your church every month. That's not how it works. All right. Where did I stop? I think you were like, were you in the middle of 19 or just starting 19? Just do 19 again. All right. I'll do 19 again. Yeah, I think it's just started 19. So 19. And my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches and his glory in Christ Jesus. So not only that, we know that Christ promises to supply your needs when you give as well. Mm -hmm. But that completely backs up, you know, Luke 6, 38. Give and it will be given to you. They will pour into your lap a good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. For by your standard of measure, it will be measured in your return. Are you a cheerful giver? Are you happy to give all that you can to your mm -hmm. teachers, whoever they may be, to fellow believers? Are you a cheerful giver? Because the more you're willing to give, the more you will receive. And not just that, but you will receive, like, you know, if I filled up a bag of chips, or, well, I guess chips are bad things. You don't want it squished necessarily. But if I gave you chips and there's just a few and a handful in the bag, no, I want the one that's like packed to the max. You know, like when you get an ice cream cone, right? You have the one person who just does like mm -hmm. the one scoop and you have the one that's like falling over yeah. everywhere. And you're like, yeah, I really got mm -hmm. <laughs> my money's worth. Like that's what you want. You want to get that in return. And right. it's so awesome. We've had so many cases already where we've gotten to literally watch that happen. Right. Oh, yeah. With those yeah. that gave, you know, that are in sure. this church body here that we get to connect with. And I just love it. It's so cool. Um, I shared in our Living by Faith when we had given away we we got what we needed and then we gave away everything that's left we try to make sure that we are giving away everything that we mm -hmm. have left and somebody made a donation and it was literally we got back oh, exactly right. what yeah. we yeah. had given plus more like you know what i mean like but just to see like it was the and exact we amount share that plus for exact that amount. exact reason that you know that you guys have and not only does it keep me going i mean you know it keeps us going it, it's for the family you know so not only does it do that but i mean we just you guys are so just amazing and spirit-led and you guys are already rich in so many different ways that you don't even realize yet mm -hmm. um but the lord will bless you for it. and we pray that you know he heaps you know even blessing blessing. I, I hope he fills your bank account you know some way i hope you just stumble into some money i hope you find a bag full of money <laughs> i you know i do yeah. uh, in in for your own or whatever it is that you're in you know, need or, of. or whatever it is yeah. it doesn't yeah bag full of whatever whatever yeah. it is that you yeah. need um but yeah so that it is a very very touchy topic, but that's what the Bible has been, to say about your money. Yeah, it's been brought up, like I said, from our from multiple people inside of our ministry that have asked, that have that have wanted a a, a view on it, that have wanted, that had questions. I think I summed it up pretty well. I mean, just to be clear, that there is no biblical New Testament basis instruction list of, of how much you should give, what you should do, where you should give it to. It's not about checking off a box it, with it's, a specific yeah, it's, amount. It's, it's about your heart. not about that. It's about your heart. We are to be givers. And if you have extra, yes, give what you have according to what the Lord moves you to give. Um, and that in the Bible is clear that it does instruct Christians and 
And Paul instructs Timothy to to have to teach these things that yes, your elders, the people that teach you the gospel, deserve to have their needs met and deserve to be taken care of, and you should and you should be obligated to do that. Because these these doing people that are that are you. these people that are helping you, you know, during the short period that you're listening to it or you're doing your study, these people dedicate their full, complete lives to this. Mm-hmm. This isn't just one little area. Not not that there's anything. I understand that not every single person can study, can can listen to mess, you know, can do all these things. So, um, well, but know, even in that case, say but, we put out one podcast a day for an hour long. Right. You're not just working for one hour every day. Right. Exactly. You, you know, exactly. but that's you don't understand. You know how much work that that goes into, and that was kind of our point of this couldn't just be a weekend hobby that we did because this literally encompasses. Yeah. our whole lives <laughs> and and i i know some of you actually have um people that have your own you know and some of you do have your own little side ministries oh yeah and some of your and, husbands are pastor i mean you guys yeah. know i mean you yeah, guys definitely... you guys know how this goes mm-hmm. and i i say support those ministries as well too i mean yeah. we i definitely god will move and he'll put it on your heart there should always he be if you know there should just always be the sense of no obligation you know let, let's all practice being fam like a perfect family here yeah. is what we're supposed to do you need it sure like, take mine it's cool sure exactly oh you need 20 well here's 40 yeah you need this here Keep take it i don't worry about it i don't need it but it should always be but you should be doing the same thing to the other yep. person you each pe- person should be doing this to the other person and this yep. should spread always this, willing this to is give. in a in a good way it would spread like a cancer in a good way to 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 people. Well, you have extra. Give it your just extra keeps growing away. and growing. And one day and when growing. you're without, right? One day with you're without, then somebody's gonna come and get you. You're gonna get somebody else when they're yep. down. This is something that, and that's the general idea of it. We as believers take care of each other like that. In our first, yes, a lot of people give to different charity, whatever it may be that they do. But your first priority is inside your local body of believer, your, your people inside of your circle, Mm -hmm. your immediate circle, your, your, your pat, your church, your pastor at your church, your home church pastor, your, uh, Bible study leader, your local Bible, whoever it is. It, it doesn't matter what whoever that you are getting the word from and you are benefiting from their teaching and from their things. Though that's who God is calling you to give to because that is giving back to God. He's speaking to you through these people and you are giving back to God in that way. Mm-hmm. So hopefully I think that covers it. Um, I don't want to talk about this again, but <laughs> of course I will continue to talk about it as the Lord leads me to it because I'm clearly not going to say that I'm not going to do podcasts about things anymore. Because then I find myself doing my said podcast Y'all about them. see what we have on the docket for the rest oh of the week. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's, it's a whole week of things. For real, though, if anybody does know someone that, like, has a motorhome sitting around that they've been wanting to get rid of and they would be willing to, you know, help support, you know, I don't know, a domestic missionary family yeah. that would be cool i mean yeah, y'all so can like hit us up anybody from like camping world <laughs> that i'm just saying i'm here i'm very specific in what i'm praying so i'm not going to give you my details of things i'm just going to throw that out there you know if anybody knows anything but in all seriousness we're just praying asking god to show us what is the best way that we can serve you all yep. literally 
and that's what he'll do and i trust his plan even if it doesn't look like my idea so again thank you to everybody that has thank you so for pushing gracious. brandon into a corner yeah thank you for pushing me into a corner and thank you for all of you that have so graciously given yeah to our ministry and and pray for us and, and encourage i can't us. tell you how much that means i i i can't <laughs> oh when we see y'all be it here no, or no. up in the clouds yeah we'll be squeezing your necks real hard oh, because yeah. I mean, <laughs> we just love y'all i mean that's part of the reason why we're like you know what we just want to come and see people because I, I don't know i i Promise you, I'll be like weird and crying on your shoulder. <laughs> so weird you. if we just hang out and like eat oatmeal in the morning and read Bibles together and yeah, and see Paul. It's cool though because Paul talks about parting in tears. Yeah, you know, not wanting to leave and going to see people that he loved yeah. and cared about. So. But that, that would just be so awesome. Yeah, it would be. All right, well, let's not turn this into a different podcast. Let's leave it on that. Okay. And thanks <laughs> for pushing me in a corner. <laughs> <laughs>